You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, July the 6th, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us uh, once again this week is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, good to be here. As you know, I was away last week, and you didn't do a very good job on the metal markets, but I'm back now, okay? So let's get her going. It was bad luck, I think, uh, to have you miss the week, Eric. So we're we're glad to have you back. We are also glad to have a, a different exclusive offer for everybody this week from Sprott Money. You can buy a Royal Canadian Mint 100-ounce silver bar. That's probably, let's see, we can do the math on that one pretty quick. It's 16 bucks an ounce. 100-ounce silver bar for a very special price this week, but you got to visit SprottMoney.com. Or, of course, you can call 888-861-0775 for more details. The limited quantities are available, though, so don't mess around and call them as soon as we're done uh, with this podcast. Eric, uh, the big news today here on this Friday, of course, it's the first Friday of the month. That means we had the U.S. jobs report. Everything was about in line with expectations. Even the average hourly earnings numbers were right in line with expectations. Just a little bit below expectations year over year. Um, there's not a whole lot we could probably say about that, but what do you have to say about that? Well, I think the best word that uh, you and I use every now and then is the alleged jobs report. Uh, as you know, the whole uh, construction of that report is so flawed, it's incredible. And um, every time you see the, the people out of the workforce going up, and I haven't even seen the household survey, but half the time they say they created 231,000 jobs, 213,000 jobs, and then the, the people uh, not in the workforce goes up by half a million or something. You know, and it just it's so incongruous. I don't give it any credibility. I just sort of watch what's going on, and of course the things around the economy are not. Uh, helping at all these days, and we've referred to them many times, the fact that interest rates are going up is by far the biggest thing, and it affects everything. We've seen the, the slow car sales, uh, the retail sales have been kind of punkish, and uh, the average guy, I think, is is really feeling it here because inflation's massively understated. So I don't put a lot of credibility in the jobs market, and, and between you and I and the listeners, as you know, what goes on in our world seems to have nothing to do with the real world anyway, and a lot to do with uh, what various traders uh, illegally want to do on COMEX. Um, and obviously, they've had their way with us here, but uh, it looks like they've uh, you know cleaned everyone's clock for the last uh, six or eight weeks, and we're ready to go back up. I see that you wrote a report on that. I totally concur. It looks like we we're in a bottoming process here. Yeah, that's what we can hope for. You know, a lot of folks talk about summer doldrums, Eric, but they forget just as recently as uh, last year, actually. Price bottomed out uh, at 12.10 on July the 7th and then proceeded to rally uh, all the way to September 7th and rallied about $150. The, the commitment of trader structure is about the same as it was last summer, too. And, you know, it's probably not coincidental that uh, quarter end is June 30th. And those guys who are short probably like getting the price down on June 30th. And as July starts, well, we can let it ride up again because we like playing this game. Run it up, get short, drive it down again for the September quarter end. So, but we have been making progress. We shouldn't forget that, right? I mean, we've hit a low in uh, uh, late 15, early 16, and uh, we've come up quite a ways since then. Uh, so I think we're in a bull market, but we got to put up with these... Uh, 
little games that are played on the Comex uh, pretty well every quarter. Yep. All right, so the big news overnight, Eric, you have mentioned uh, several weeks back now, if I've been going on now for a couple of months, you've been following this impending trade wars, and it looks like they're getting underway. The little shotgun start overnight at midnight with a lot of things going into effect. Uh, the equity markets have yet to really feel the impact. Do you think now maybe that's coming? Well, the, the one thing about a, the trade war is it gets very company and industry specific. So it's pretty hard not to to react to, for example, I mean, just to imagine if, uh, if China said, well, we're not going to let GM sell cars in China anymore. I mean, you know what? That's their biggest market. It'd be very difficult for the for the stock not to react. And just like the Micron thing that happened where they weren't going to let Micron sell their chips there. So it's very, very industry and company specific. So it's hard for me to imagine that uh, those companies and industries somehow uh, don't escape the obvious uh, deterioration of the fundamentals in their businesses. So, yeah, I think it will have an impact. And, you know, when we look at the stock market generally, I mean, it's been very, very punky lately. I mean, we're almost down 10% in the uh, in the Dow. Uh, China's in a bear market, bear stock market. They're down over 20%. Of course, they have a lot to lose, too. And that gets very specific over there as well. And, of course, all of this in, in what we know is a very levered, a financially levered environment. So it's not good. Uh, you, you take a few... Uh, points of revenue off the top, and it, it, it affects a lot of earnings on the bottom. So it will have an impact for sure. And Eric, do you put much into what we've seen in copper lately? It, it shot higher in late May and early June and got all the way up to about 330 or 335, and now it has just fallen dramatically, and it's down about 15% in just the last maybe four weeks. Uh, it, it, you know, they call it Dr. Copper, but, you know, is that just, again, COMEX? digital metal games or do you think uh, copper is foreshadowing uh, global economic weakness well I, I think the dr copper thing is an appropriate uh, uh descriptive words for copper and as you look at the trade war i mean it's going to be the real things that get affected right and uh, it will be that it'll be most noticeable so yeah i can imagine that uh, the world's economy gdp starts shrinking and of course at the margin you know, unless, uh, most likely there's less copper used, and it doesn't take much less copper to be used for the price to go down because everything's at the margin. So I think uh, it's well worth imagining that uh, that the economies are likely to weaken here. Certainly feels that way, no doubt about it. And Eric, let me ask you one last thing about uh, the economy and the bond market, something that the, the Fed has taken notice of and a lot of market watchers are also seeing is this uh, flattening to near inversion of the U.S. yield curve, which for uh, for folks that don't know what that means, where the short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates, and that is almost always a precursor of economic recession. And we're getting awful close uh, to having that, that curve uh, go inverted, where the two-year rates are higher than the 10-year rates. Oh, are you watching that, Eric? Is that something that you think is coming due to these Fed policies? Well, whether it's the flattening of the curve or the outright increase in short-term rates, we had uh, quantitative easing for many years, and now we have quantitative tightening. Well, if easing causes stocks to go up, one certainly has to imagine that tightening causes stocks to go down. 
And that's essentially what's happening. I mean, stocks are down so far this year. And in, in some markets, they're down dramatically. Not, I'm not, not the U.S. market, but, you know, you want to go to other world markets. I mean, they are getting a little bludgeoned here with the, the U.S. dollar being as strong as it is and, and negatively affecting the, the ability of company, foreign companies to repay their U.S. denominated debts. So, yeah, it's... Um, it, they're both telltale signs. The inversion of the curve is is very meaningful. Of course, it's not good for the banking business. And if I'm not mistaken, what's, what are called the globally significant uh, international banks, I think they're in a bear market now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've been very weak. And, and of course, that's uh, part and parcel of the inverted yield curve, right? If you're lending long and borrowing short, and the short rates are higher than what you're lending out at, your profits are going to come under pressure, and I think those banks are those bank stocks are telling us that there's issues coming, and it may not just be the curve; it might be the inability of the the borrowers to repay the money. So that's another telltale sign. So there are lots of signs that suggest that what should have happened long ago is we're kind of in that process where stocks weaken uh, because of the change in uh, monetary policy. Eric, before we wrap up, let's talk about a stock that is definitely not weakening. Uh, folks that have listened to these uh, weekly podcasts going back to last summer uh, have heard you talk about a company uh, for which you are the chairman of the board. It's a company called Kirkland Lake. Uh, a year ago, it was down in the single digits. Yesterday, it made some new all-time highs around $22 U.S. Uh, looked like they had some interesting news overnight. Is there anything you can add? Well, no. In fact, I didn't even know the release was coming out. I was the most uh, pleased guy in the world. I, as I'm reading the corporate highlights, oh, there's Kirkland Lake with some drill results. And uh, they're all pretty stunning. Uh, they're all uh, sort of uh, 30 and 40 and 50 gram intersections over quite mineable widths. And uh, I'd suggest that people go and uh, check out the uh, the news release. And they indicated that uh, they, they're finding some new areas that they hadn't seen before. And, of course, the endowment there, this all up at McCassett, Northern Ontario, the endowment's incredible. McCassett has been running for 100 years. I won't be surprised if it's running in another 100 years because as you go lower, the grades just keep improving. And this uh, news release is tending to, uh, to point that out. So... It looks good. As you know, uh, we have two of the world's highest-grade gold mines in Fosterville in Australia and Macassa in, in Ontario. And the drilling results uh, have been uh, quite good in terms of increasing uh, reserves and resources there. So it, it looks pretty good. Um, and, I, I, you know, our, we should have a decent uh, production in the second quarter. And it, in, when we get into the Swan Zone in Australia, which is a 60-gram zone, in the second half of the year, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to get there. I'm not. I don't think we'll be in there in uh, July, but maybe as we get to the end of the third quarter, we might touch it. But our production should should change rather significantly in Australia, so we have that to look forward to as well. There is some good news out there. Sometimes you just got to scratch the surface a little bit to find it. Uh, just two things before we go for everybody listening. One, uh, our monthly Ask the Expert segment is going to be recorded in about a week or so. We've got a brand new guest for everybody. His name is Fraser Buchan. Uh, he's a money manager. He's going to be appearing at the Sprott Natural Resource Symposium next week. 
you have any questions for the expert, the questions always come from the audience, you can just email them to submissions at SprottMoney.com. And lastly, Sprott Money has received clearance to offer the striking two-ounce silver black bowl of clearance. We got clearance for the clearance? That's good. I like it. All right. There you go. (laughs) uh, Maybe maybe Clarence organized the clearance. Could be. And and we're going to put them on clearance. Uh, No, actually, no. It's a pretty good deal, though. Uh, The Black Bowl of Clarence coin uh, we have at a very special price. The listeners can, again, call 888-861-0775 or go to SprottMoney.com. These are in limited quantities. The uh, Black Bowl of Clarence can sometimes be hard to find, and we got them at Sprott Money, so please, everybody, check it out. And, again, hopefully, before too long, we will have found a bottom in prices, and prices will start going up. And uh, it'd be worth it to, to act quickly. So, Eric, hopefully by next Friday we'll have uh, a little better environment. We'll get these prices turned and we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about. I'll look forward to next week for sure. It should be fun. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next Friday. 